okay, how do we talk to each other? What, what does, if I start out the conversation with this kind of communication and I really show you that I'm listening to you, how much does that mean it's better for us to work together? And I couldn't have gotten all of that knowledge from just looking straight down the well into only photography stuff. All the things that we do in our lives that overlap inform the rest of our work. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Welcome to episode 190 of the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast. Um, I've got my friend Libby Dollar on the show today, and we are talking all about client communication. Whether you've been in the business for a year, 10 years, a uh, uh, hundred years. No one's been in the business a hundred years. That's insane. Uh, but you've most likely run into some sort of conflict with a client. Um, and most of that time it's either due to like a lack of communication or miscommunication. Um, so today Libby is sharing in this episode, how you can, um, build that tight communication with your clients. So they know what you're talking about. You know what they're talking about. Y'all are on the same page and you can elevate their experience all while streamlining your work as well. So I am very excited for this episode. Uh, Libby and I are friends in real life. She is also in the Houston, Texas area. Uh, so it's fun to, to get to sit down. We're always seeing each other like in passing. So this was fun to like sit down for an hour and chat about business and communication. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. As I'm as I'm recording this, as as this episode is going live right now, we are rounding out another month already. I know it sounds like super old, like we're already almost to December. It was 2002, like yesterday. Um, but seriously, <laughs> we are almost to December. It's, uh, it's been a quick year, but also a long one. You know, as we round out this year, it's a great time to get your business leveled up and in order for a new and successful year in 2024. Um, so if you haven't already, go check out our resources page at podcast.com. Nope. I, I did that. I did that in the promo too. It is podcast.allhardphoto.com. Don't go to podcast.com. I don't know what's there for you. I can't, I can't back up that website. Go to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. Um, I've got a lot of freebies there for you. Right now, we've got um, a list of like 10 plus different blog ideas. We've got a social media caption guide, which is very useful. And I reference that all the time whenever I'm trying to schedule my uh, social media posts. Uh, I've got wedding inquiry templates, uh, email templates, and uh, a cost of doing business calculator. So you make sure that you are pricing for profit and you know what's going into your business and how much you need to charge. 
super useful. Um, also in December, I'm launching a new guide to help you, uh, get your taxes in order. I know super fun. Um, but it's a great time to be doing that, especially if you pay second shooters and contractors, because those 1099s are due in January, not April. I found out a few years ago. Uh, so sharing all of that with you, with y'all and, uh, just like this checklist of things to do to make sure your business is legal and also that you have everything in order to make your taxes super easy. And if you got a CPA or something like that, super easy to just hand off to them and everything's in order and they don't have to keep coming back to you and like, um, is this a personal, uh, deal or was this for your business? You got it all figured out. But enough about taxes and the end of the year. Let's talk about communication with Libby Dollar. Yeah, I've got my friend Libby on the show today. Um, and this is fun because you're like an actual friend in real life. Uh, a lot of a lot of the guests that I have on, I, I haven't met before. Uh, other than, you know, like the whole parasocial relationship online and like i know we've been friends on instagram for three years so i feel like i know you but you and i have actually met in person we have met it yeah we live not that far from each other maybe like an hour and we were at the same venue open house i think i met you in february we may have met before probably yeah i don't Um, know Uh, a lot of those open houses blend together too because inside it looks a lot of the same and so I'm like, yeah. I don't know if this was the spring open house or the fall one, or if this was what was going on, but, uh, well, and I'm new to the area too. So I moved here in 2019, which of course was a great time to move your business. It's right great. Before all events got shut. Yeah. Yeah. Start over new market <laughs> yeah. and then start over again <laughs> a year after that. <laughs> In so many ways, I just I yes. I got divorced. I changed my name. I got remarried three weeks ago. So yeah, I, congratulations! I think this is the first, oh, definitely the first time that we've talked face to face since your wedding. So congratulations! I saw some yeah. of the photos that you posted, and it looked it looked very like very intimate and just like super chill, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we got married on my parents' front steps and I yeah. wore a blue dress. I bought it at Nordstrom Rack and it was just, at, you know, having done close to 300 weddings, you kind of know what you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, it was, it was the people that I wanted to have around and a few of our favorite things and, and definitely a first look. I have strong feelings about that. Me um, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge advocate for first looks and I'm like, it's like, okay if you don't want to do one, but yes. you should really do one. It, it like less even for the pictures, like as a photographer standpoint, more for the just settling effect it has to see yes. your person. Yeah. yeah. So because it's it's so weird that we like we separate from our person mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the entire day. And then it's like we're going to wait until the evening whenever the ceremony is to finally see each other. But we're going to be seeing each other with a couple hundred people around us. So it's no. really not like a place where you can be like, oh, man, you look amazing. And this is you know, such yeah. a cool dress. It's like. Well, it's oh, like, hi. do you want to do this on stage? At, uh-huh. Like, it's a whole, um, I like to say that weddings are basically a Broadway musical with all amateurs. Yes. And as the vendors, we have to help you nicely be where you need to be at the right time. And so if you're not the most extroverted person, you might want to see your person in private first. 
because yeah. being part of a gigantic stage show, which is the wedding, yeah. um, is not private <laughs> and you don't it really is. feel like yourself. Yeah, it is so. not at all. Yeah. And a lot of the pushback I get is like, well, no, but I want the emotions. I'm like, you don't think those are going to be suppressed with being on stage? <laughs> if you want emotions, get alone. They together. don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's whenever you really so. feel comfortable enough, especially if you're not like the most extroverted and like in tune with emotions. You're like. I gotta, I gotta keep myself all, you know, prim and proper. Everyone's looking at mm-hmm. me it's on my, my shoulders back and all of that. And then you see each other and it's just like, Oh, yay. Hi. Uh, and yeah, this is a good choice. Just the <laughs> two of you together. It's just like embrace and cry. And then you can fix your makeup if you need to. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm- okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we touched on first looks that was on my list of, <laughs> of things to talk about. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, Libby, welcome to the podcast. I am excited. We're just going to jump on in. We've, we, I'm, I'm keeping in all of that, that we just said, uh, John, thank you so but, much for having me. I'm thrilled. Your, your work is awesome. And I love thanks. the way you talk to people and yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to have you here. Um, I know we, connected you know we we had an open house together months ago and we started talking about this and i was just like i've been i've been counting down like oh yeah libby's gonna be on the show next week this is gonna be fun and uh yeah which is probably why i forgot to send you any lead-up questions for this until like two days ago because i was like we don't really need them do we and i've had like 10 shoots in the last three weeks so yeah Oh yeah, man, it's October. October. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like September was like the end of a dry spell and mm. I was not quite ready Same. for what October was going to bring. Um even though I saw it, it was on the calendar. I've had it booked for months now and still just like it showed up and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got like midweek photo shoots again." Um and it's <laughs> it's not 100 degrees morning. outside. So but, uh, but yeah, okay, so something that I, I have added to the show recently is I'll, I want to ask you a couple questions to okay. get to know you so, so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better than just like, hey, give us all your accolades and all these awards and stuff you've is won. This, is this the Colbert question? This is the Colbert questionnaire. Okay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and I've also added a few uh, of my own in there. Uh, so it's a collaboration between me and Steven. Um, so I got 17 questions. I'm going to have okay. you pick two numbers between one and 17, and I will ask you those questions. Uh, I'll take 12 and 17. Okay. 12. <clears throat> what is the most used app on your phone? It's probably Instagram. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't have to like pull up the whole no. like, you know, settings and all of that. Um, yeah. I Email, messages. <clears throat> no, it's it's Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I spend way too much time just. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, it's between Instagram and probably TikTok for me. Because um, mm. I do enjoy, I've, I've curated a really good uh, for you page. Actually, no. TikTok's algorithm has changed recently and I am just getting a bunch of people using like the, like the game filters 
where you have like a rowboat and you have to take this cabbage over here so that the sheep doesn't eat it and then but you can't leave the sheep with the wolf and it's just a bunch of people playing these game filters i'm like what are you doing tiktok i'm not interested in this stuff <laughs> and yeah. so ha- since i have a teenager she's always like check this out and i cannot it all looks terrible but they yeah. love that kind of crap <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, people love it. There's, you know, thousands and thousands of people who are playing these games. I'm like, this is not for me. So I've curated a good following people that I follow, which I'm glad that they have Mm -hmm. those tabs now. Uh, But yeah, my for you page is terrible on TikTok. But yeah, that's I'm learning about TikTok. I kind of just post my reels there and watch the ones that people send me and kind of get out. But it yeah. it i i get it you know i get the appeal of the short form video and mm-hmm. um i i kind of you know we're older we're just talking about this but i'd rather watch yeah. somebody explain something really interesting in under three minutes you know some yes. expert in psychology or interior right. design or or photography just mm-hmm. I, w- I would love your three minute version of teach me something interesting and i think yeah. tiktok and and instagram are both it, pretty good for that actually yeah yeah <laughs> I, I like it a lot. I, I, the, all of those things that you just said, like interior design and like science and photography, I'm like, those yeah. are all the people that I follow. There's, yeah. there's this guy that mixes paints together and makes his own paint colors. They're like the like warmest. I don't know. They're like warm, um, forest colors almost. Hmm. I don't know. They're, it's really hard to explain them, but Every single time he drops new colors and I just I save it and then I show my wife later. I'm like, whenever we buy our dream house, we're just going to buy all of the paints that he has and put them on there. Um, That's that's awesome. I actually think it's important for us as artists Mm -hmm. to be regularly engaging with other artists in a different medium. I I actually follow a lady who is amazing at paint colors too, like interior. Here's here's how you see the undertones and things. And I think. I that stuff comes up for me when I'm editing photos like okay that's kind of a pink pinkish sort of color up here whereas this over here is more greenish and so how do we harmonize this do I crop that part out you know and and that sort of lattice work of creative ideas I think is actually really important for us as artists to grow to have some input that's not just in our own field not just here's how here's your ISO and shutter speed and right da, 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 da. no like let me just think for a minute about what colors I like and that's going to help me see the picture I want to make mm-hmm. anyway you know oh yeah so I don't think yeah. it's wasted time oh I don't either yeah I think it's great <laughs> especially um that kind of stuff which I love learning about other things that are not photography. Um, because like you said, like it ties in a lot of times where you could just be like, you know, you might think about putting, you know, your couple up against a wall and just be like, Oh, actually that, that wall there is not going to be as good as mm-hmm. this one. And mm-hmm. you know, the lighting's the same. So let's do this one because the, the undertones of the colors are actually going to tie in really well with like the blue suit or whatever. And that's and stuff I- that, I wouldn't have known just being me. 
And that, I think, leads right into what we're going to talk about here, which is how so many things go into making you a good photographer. They're not just technical yes. skill, you know. So right. my background, I talk about um, business communication, but part of it is because I was on the front lines in customer service for years and years and mm. like wrote the customer service manual for a restaurant I worked at and have spent all this time thinking about, OK, how do we talk to each other? What what does if I start out the conversation with this kind of communication and I really show you that I'm listening to you, how much does that mean it's better for us to work together? And I couldn't have gotten all of that knowledge from just looking straight down the well into only photography stuff. All the things that we do in our lives that overlap um, inform the rest of our work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like, that's the best way to live your life is just like folding all of these things onto it and just, you know, you it's, it's more well-rounded than just, this is my focus. This is what I like. And, you know, very pigeonholed view of the world and all of that. But yeah, no, I, I like what you said about that. Like taking uh, information from other places and implementing that not only into your business, but like into your life and just, broadening your horizons, I think is great. Hey y'all quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode, as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. Like you you mentioned that you were you were on the front lines, client communication and uh, customer service and all that at your old job. Um, how did that, like, what did you take from that into your photography business? I think the most, okay. So I was a bartender at a, a restaurant in Denver for cool. nine years. And a lot of that overlapped with my early years of being a full-time photographer. So, um, as my bookings increased, I took down my nights at the restaurant and, and vice versa. So mm -hmm. I thought about this a lot at the same time. And it's interesting because as a bartender, you're going to have that first interaction with a new customer like 50 times in a night. Whereas a photographer, we might do that 50 times in a year. And yeah. so... I would, I would think about, okay, so if I start off with a, hi, you know, like really over the top, um, cheerfulness, like how does that work? And you'd think, oh, well, that's got to work great. But actually I think that what clients, photography clients and, and people who sit down and order a glass of wine in an Italian restaurant mm -hmm. have in common is they want to know that you care about them. Yes. And I think it's a lot more important to do that as a photographer. You know, when you work at a restaurant, this is an hour long interaction. And the stakes are really low. Right. Photography, though, you are you are their representative. 
to the world. So if I'm taking your portrait, I am showing all the people you show this picture to, which on the internet is potentially infinite. Yeah. Uh, I'm showing them something about you. So the first thing I that my clients want to know from me as a photographer is, do you understand me? And then do you like me? Because mm. I think both of those things are really important to be able to create a good image and and to create an accurate and favorable um, image of the of the client, you know, so that kind of going back and forth and going to the restaurant and talking to 20 people and then having to shoot the next morning. It was a pretty hectic time of life. I thought, <laughs> all right, well, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And uh, it, it turned over time into I am now the person that a lot of other photographers ask to help solve their conflicts. Um, yeah. And hey, how do you handle this kind of a situation? And most of the time, it is mainly that the client does not feel like you've heard them or understood them. Like that's mm -hmm. 90% of the time what it is. Same thing with customer service in a restaurant. I told you I need gluten-free and why is it taking so long? It's that you, as the server or as a bartender, you can go, you can go, I see that. I, I'm going to make sure that's gluten-free for you. And then they know that you understand, you know? And so I think... I mean, there's a lot of aspects to client communication. There's, there's things like overpromise and under deliver. There's things like just keep your word. There's things like, you know, using proper channels. There's all of this stuff, but it all comes down to, do I respect and care about? And am I listening to mm -hmm. the client? Yes. And do they understand that I'm listening to them? Right. Yeah. Does it feel like you actually heard them or are you just like regurgitating the words that they said? And yeah. you're just like, okay, on to my next point or, or worse, regurgitating my like pre-planned, yes. here's my speech because yep. we, most of us, and I don't know if this is true for you. I assume it is. I assume it's true uh -huh. for most of us photographers. We're nervous going into a shoot. We're oh, a little yeah. bit like, is the light going to cooperate? Is it going to rain? Are they going to be mad? Are they going to, you know, show up with dog hair all over themselves and right. wrinkled pants and, uh -huh. you know. There's all this stuff, but you, one of the questions you emailed me was what is the most important piece of advice that you've gotten? And it's, oh, yeah. they're more nervous than you. Yes. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> like, percent. There's something you're in front of the camera. Yeah. So I'm fun, sorry. I keep fun little, fun little tie back to the, the TikTok we were talking about earlier. Um, one of the people that I follow is, um, she's an OB nurse. Uh, her name's Jen Hamilton. She went viral for swaddling a chicken. Um, uh, cause she also like lives on a farm. <laughs> she was like, this is how you swaddle a baby. I'm going to swaddle my chicken. And now <laughs> she is known as the chicken swaddler and she has swaddled everything from like her cats to her husband and all sorts of stuff. But She's really funny and she's great, but she also is very um, like intentional with the, uh, I was going to say clients. They're not really clients, they're patients for her. Um, but like her patients, whenever they come in that, you know, she's there during a very vulnerable part of their life whenever they're, you know, birthing a child. And a lot of times people will come in and they will just be like super anxious, very worried, very nervous. And she said something, I'm going to try and get it right. Uh, the, the exact words that she said, but she said, I understand that you're nervous and that's okay, but just know that I'm not. 
that I have done this plenty of times and you have no reason to be nervous with me. I've got you. And I am very confident in what we're going to do today. And she has said that like, just saying that to them, it's just like all the weight. Just I can like feel sheds. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like <laughs> saying, say, saying that to you, like to the camera right now, I'm feeling that in myself, just like anxiousness and just weight, like lift off of, we are the professionals. We mm-hmm. are the ones who, if if the light is is bad, we know what to do to fix it. We know where to position them. We know how to do like the hand shadow check on a cloudy day and all of that. And <laughs> yeah, just like I have to explain what I'm doing because I look like I'm insane. Just like turning I have so many pictures of my hand, like yep. so many. Just oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry, everyone. It's okay. You finish getting ready. <laughs> I'm just going to take more pictures of my hand. Uh, but like we we're the professionals. We know what we're doing. And sharing that if if you can tell that your clients are extra anxious or, you know, maybe they're just really, really uh, uh, not s- sensitive. I don't know if that's the right word, but like uh, hmm. they feel like, you know, like uh, like arm saggy arms or anything or just like they're like i in any time that i even like look down at all with my eyes i have a double chin so like yeah. tell me <laughs> like a lot of I, I want you to yeah i'm like who doesn't have a double chin it's it's insane. <laughs> have you ever opened know. your phone in your lap you have a double chin hello oh, more um. than double <laughs> but yeah like it's- like Picking up on those insecurities. That's what it is. Like Mm. if they're insecure about certain things, picking up on that and being like, we've got this. Don't worry. Can I do. So both of these things that you're talking about, what Jen Hamilton said, which I'm going to go find her and follow her because that sounds amazing. Yes. Um, But both that and the thing about insecurities, you want me to tell you what I do with clients that I think I wasn't even going to talk about this, but these are both pieces of client communication that might be helpful for somebody. Yeah. 100%. Um, absolutely. The, the first thing I do is I have a questionnaire that I send out through my CRM before photo shoots and I ask in it, um, <clears throat> I say this, I say, everyone, no matter what you look like, has something that they're insecure about. I won't know what that thing is just by looking at you. So I need you to tell me if you're comfortable telling me in this questionnaire that you have some part of your body or something you're worried about for this photo shoot, please tell me here. If not, feel free to tell me in person. Mm -hmm. And then if, especially if somebody is hesitant or usually somebody will say my upper arms, my cheeks, I have a double chin when I look down, it's all the same things. If, if I'm having that question, if I'm having that conversation in person, which I used to do before I put in the questionnaire and sometimes it's still helpful. I tell them what mine is. And for me, if I'm standing up, just walking around relaxed for whatever reason, I carry all my weight in my middle. I have my child is 16 years old, but I've been asked on a regular basis my entire life if I'm pregnant. So I will say for me, it's my midsection. I don't want to look pregnant when I'm not. Mm -hmm. And so I need to stand up. Do you have something like that? And by me being vulnerable and saying, this is all of us, like this is every person that exists. And also no part of me as an artist is going to say, oh, I see what's wrong with you. Cause I don't know. There's, there's nothing wrong with anyone's bodies. There just isn't, you know? And so what I need to know is what's inside your head. That's going to make you like or dislike your pictures. And then people just 
usually just open right up after that. Yeah, um, it's, the second it's, thing. Oh, no, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to like reiterate that like you being vulnerable first and showing that like this is a safe place. I am creating a safe place for you where mm-hmm. I'm going to share. This is vulnerable for me to tell you about this. Now it's okay. You, you know, it, if you feel comfortable now yeah. to tell me and yeah, I'm sure that a lot of times they do feel comfortable because they're like, Oh, well, Libby was comfortable. I'm comfortable now. I don't feel like she's judging me. If I say that I don't like the way that my hair parts to this side. So shoot me from over here. Then, you know, she's, she's not going to judge me because she was vulnerable with me first. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes back to a big principle of mine, which is show don't tell. Like the, I think we as parents kind of know this intuitively, like the main way that you can teach your child something is to model it. Yes. You know, the main way that you can teach your client something is to model it. So if I need you to be vulnerable with me, and I think it's worth saying, that's going to save me a lot of BS. If you tell me what you're insecure about before I take the pictures, because the way I pose you, the way I, the pictures I choose to take, the way I crop things, all of that is mm-hmm. are I give so many tools at my disposal to make you look the way you want to look. Whereas if after the shoot, you come back and you're like, Hey, can you Photoshop my whatever? That's way right. harder. So I want to draw that information out because it's going to come at me at some point. If you're really concerned about something, I want to get it before the shoot because it saves me trouble. And that's the thing. That's why client communication is so important to us photographers is not just let's do this great, but also let's save ourselves drama and complaints and reshoots and all that kind of stuff whenever we possibly can. Yeah, because we do want the best possible images for them that they're going to love, that they're going to cherish. But we are and not but and Mm. we also don't want to spend hours and hours in Photoshop fixing, you know, certain lighting or shadows from something or like, okay, well, yeah, I wasn't being aware of, you know, mindful of the double chin. And I had them Mm -hmm. do like this look down and cuddle type thing. And it was there. Now I got to fix that in post. And like, it's all things that you can do to set yourself up for um, like a really efficient post photo shoot as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, and also I think it bears saying like, yes, it's more convenient for us to not have to do so much in Photoshop, but Mm -hmm. also no shade to the amazing Photoshop artists out there. It looks better. If you, if you start with something straight out of the camera, that's amazing. Then it is, the end product is always going to be better than if you have something straight out of the camera that you have to fix. So it's, it's good for the clients. It's good for us, open communication and modeling it and drawing it out of people because open communication is not something that is taught to most of us. It's not something that's modeled in our families necessarily. It's not, it's, it's something we, we do have to teach, which brings me to the other thing I was going to say, which reminds me of the, the quote from the, um, swaddle lady, um, which is at the beginning of most of my photo shoots, I will say, do you want your pre photo shoot pep talk? And people will be like, yeah. And what I will say is I'm going to take a lot of photos today. And I believe that your best smile, your real authentic smile, isn't going to be the first thing that that happens when you look at my camera. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me your driver's license smile. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And it's going to take a little time to break that down. And 
you're you're when you're laughing, when you're being yourself, when you're relaxed, that is when your personality and the the real smile that your friends know and love you for is going to come out. And so we're going to take the time it takes to create that. And you can trust me that I'm going to shoot. So you get used to me taking pictures, but the pictures where inevitably something is unflattering, you know, you will laugh. Some people will laugh and it'll be like, ha, 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 ha. and half of the faces are like, yeah, <laughs> are like so crazy <laughs> and terrible. And then then somewhere after that, there's this golden, shining, perfect, authentic smile. Um, and that's what I'm shooting for. So you can trust me that the the unflattering pictures, which I would take of anybody, will then mm. disappear and you will only be left with the good stuff. But please be willing to be goofy and weird in front of my camera, because that's the only way we're going to get the real you. Yes. Yeah, I feel uh, pepped up right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, that sounds great. I, I want to go for a photo shoot because like that <laughs> breaks through all those insecurities of, you know, I don't really know what is my real smile. And, right. you know, a, a lot of times, especially for people, you know, you and I are both uh, wedding photographers. A lot of people, their engagement photo shoot first time they've ever had professional photos taken outside of like a Sears like studio mm-hmm. where it is very much just stand here, put your what hand is- awkwardly on another member of the family and then just like soil and hold it. Just hold it. We're going to take horrible. a few of those. It's so We bad. are people photographers. Yes. And that is completely different than photographing an inanimate object or a baby babies yeah. you can't give them direction um no, we are saying. exactly we are photographing people and so half of our job which i don't feel like it's talked about enough is to draw out the authentic and awesome expression of the person across from us it's that's mm. way more important than every single button on your camera like know that stuff so you don't have to think about it when you're doing your real job which is drawing out the photographic or the 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 look that makes a great photograph you know what i'm yes. saying oh so. absolutely i had um i had a couple recently um that he was just he, not really into the photos he was there to take the photos happens that's all the time. fine happens all the time um and and he was just didn't want to take off his hat didn't want to take the gum out of his mouth and just like I'm, I'm here. You just, you know, whatever. And mm. a lot of the, the photos that, you know, like the, the first few, like you were saying, like whenever we first start this, this is not going to be your authentic stuff. Probably not going to deliver half of these and, uh, or any of them, but like a lot of that first bit, he was still very like standoffish, didn't really mm. want to do anything. And it took a little bit for me to really find what it is that could bring him into the photo shoot instead of just counting down the minutes until this is over and get back in the car and, you know, go to dinner afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, and it was doing something that was more like action based where I had them run toward me or I had them, uh, you know, him like pick her up and spin or something like that. That got him a lot more 
into the photo shoot than mm-hmm. the like stand here and cuddle and like hold on to each other and sway back and forth and let the wind blow your hair and that kind of stuff, which is sweet. And we did do a few of those later on as well, too, that turned out really good. But it took a little something extra to like bring him into the photo shoot. And I know that happens a lot where it's just someone is not really wanting to be there. If you photograph yeah. families, it's usually, you know, one of the kids is just like, I'm done. <laughs> I took my one photo. Now I want my snacks. <laughs> it's weird. Cause the same stuff were. So first of all, I want to just say like, if that's those clients, who are not into the photo shoot. I'm a photographer because I was one of those people. My first, Mm -hmm. um, my first wedding years ago was horrible. The pictures were horrible. I hated it. I hated the whole experience. I thought there's gotta be a better way to do this because what it was, was just putting the camera up there and expecting me to do something or giving me real minimal. This photographer did not, did not, Take the time to figure out what it was. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't know what to do in front of a camera. You're normal. Cameras yeah. are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, little kids are like this all the time. And so I a lot of times with like a three-year-old, they don't understand what's happening. They're like, why do I have to sit here and look over there? That's dumb. So I will sometimes bring them behind the camera with me, show them what's going on, have them take a picture of mom and dad. They can push the button. And then they go, uh-huh. oh, this is what it. the point of this is. Yeah. You know, and, and the same thing with the hesitant adult. A lot of times what I'll do is I will... I don't want to show people the back of my camera necessarily all the time because I know mm. what I'm going to do in post to make it my vision. Right. But some pictures are pretty much, you're pretty much there. Yeah. And so if I have somebody who's real hesitant or real um, nervous and just like doesn't want to get into it, the second I get one that's really good, then I will show them or I will show their partner and have their partner go, <gasps> and then that sometimes can go, Oh, I'm doing this right. You are so much more cooperative and fun if you feel like you're doing it well, you know? So let's get you to a win and then celebrate that win. And then we can go up from there. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause if you go into the photo shoot feeling awkward, this is weird. I don't really want to be here. I'm just doing this because you know, we need save the date photos for the wedding and you know, it's fine. I'm going to do this. And but then you have that moment where you can see what's going and you're like, oh, that actually worked. We actually Mm -hmm. look like models. This is okay. I feel a lot more comfortable now. Like Libby knows what she's doing. I trust her now more than I did before. I figured she would just take some good photos of us and that's fine. But like it, it really does build that trust just showing them that one little back of the camera and i don't even care what they think about me as a photographer i want them to think about themselves in a confident way because that comes Uh right across in the pictures if they go oh "Oh, i can do this Uh then that's what i that's what i'm the most excited about yeah oh yeah yeah no i i love that and just like that open communication is Mm -hmm. where it's at because i have had photographers take my photo before where it is just 30 minutes of shutter clicks and like that's the only thing going on or i'm asking like hey do you want us to do this thing oh yeah no that would be cool and it's just it's a lot so yeah having that open communication um Mm -hmm. during the photo shoot and especially before which i know you mentioned this earlier about like um 
listening during uh, like communication with clients or even like discovery calls before uh, while they're leads before they're even clients of Mm -hmm. hearing what they are wanting and then speaking back to that instead of just going through like whenever you said going to the next thing on your list it reminded me of I had like a seven bullet point deal that I had hung up on the wall so whenever I would have a discovery call I could just look over and be like okay that's the next thing that I need to talk about and it was very much centered on me of this is what I provide as a photographer, this is what it's like mm. working with me. This is what I will do instead of tell me about yourself. Tell mm-hmm. What do you love to do together? What is, well, yeah. And I don't think a bullet point list like that of trying to make sure you get these points in it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'll tell you Nothing what wrong. I figured yeah. out how to do. Because uh-huh. it is important for people to know the things. And I, I have now moved to a, situ- a place where I put so many questions and answers on my website. Like you can really figure a lot of things out before you even book a call. Um, but what I'll do is I'll make most of the discovery call or I call them consultations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make most of it about them and just yes. tell me about you. Tell me how, what, how did the how did he propose or how did she propose? Um, what are you most excited about? And a lot of times people are like, I don't know, I'm not there yet. But sometimes right. people get really excited and they, and they tell me something and then I can answer the questions that they have. The questions mm-hmm. they have, you know, one couple is going to go, are, are you going to make me look bad because my sister's wedding photos look like garbage? Yeah. You know, the next couple is going to be like, are you going to actually give me all of the digitals or am I going to have to go to some studio and pay you an extra $5,000 after this? Like uh, people have like, the, usually they have their like one burning question and you want to get to that quickly. And then at the end of the call, I say, do you have any more questions? And then they say, well, you know, maybe that. And then I say, do you want me to run through the things I think maybe you might have wanted to ask, but haven't yet. And then they'll usually say yes. And then I'll say, I carry a $2 million insurance policy. Unlimited time really means unlimited. Uh, here's how you get your pictures after the fact. Here's how long out you need to schedule your engagement session. That like, And I just like go through the rest of the bullet points that haven't been covered. Yeah. And I find that people really like that because maybe they had one of those questions. And it feels really open and honest and transparent. Yes. And... Um, but I'm not wasting their time on something they, you know, I could give this really flowery explanation of something for five minutes and it's not a question that had ever entered their mind. And then it comes off as kind of defensive, like, oh, why is she explaining so long about how we get the pictures? I just thought that's how it happened. You know, mm-hmm. you, listening to people is the most important part of communication because they know what they want and know what they need or they know what they don't want. And if you can answer that, if you can, if you can answer the real thing that they care about, that's going to be the most important thing. Yeah. And it allows you to like get into their shoes of, you know, now I can think how you're thinking instead Mm -hmm. of how I think you are probably thinking. And, Mm -hmm. and that always, you're always wrong. You're always wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and like we take all this time to build like ideal client avatars and all of this and like figure out where people shop and like all this stuff, which is helpful in some ways for marketing. Um, it's not really for helpful marketing. for consultations. Not not so much for when you have a real person in front of you, throw that yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we do tend to bring that into our consultations and talking to people a lot where 
it's like, oh, well, you should be this because you filled out my my form. So you're definitely an ideal client. And then you start talking and you're like, oh, actually, they're not. Or actually, this is different. And, you know, being able to speak to them and listen to them and then put yourself in their shoes helps really like figure out what it is that they're wanting. And and if you're the right person, because uh, mm-hmm. I am you- 100% for like it is a two way interview and sometimes you're just not a good fit for them. And you want to be upfront and honest with them of like, I don't think I'm the best fit for you for whatever reasons. And I want the best for you. I don't want to just mm-hmm. take your money and give you subpar what you deserve. So yeah. I, yeah. Cause uh, that will always hurt you also, you yes, know, as the photographer 100%. setting yeah. yourself up with somebody who you're not their style and you can't really deliver what they want. That's yeah. how you get bad reviews. That's how you are miserable at work, you know? Yeah. And I know sometimes we don't get enough inquiry. A lot of us, you know, have gone through periods where you don't quite get enough inquiries. So you're going to try to make this one work, uh-huh. but it, you know, it is always better to have the magical experience to have the just good experience, the on the same page experience with your clients yes. than it is to try to make something work that doesn't, you know? And, and I think that that's usually about values, you know, um, the weddings that don't make sense for me are the ones where people are, they want to look like model magazine, perfect in every shot. So they want to be completely perfectly posed uh-huh. because my value is authenticity And so I want to see your real smile and I'm not saying the pictures need to be messy and that there's no posed ones, but I, I am not going to be the one that makes you make sure your arm is exactly in the right place. And like, that's just, yeah, I'm not (laughs) high fashion editorial. Like that's not me. I like doing Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff for like personal projects. That's fun. Mm -hmm. But on a wedding day, when I'm telling a story, it it doesn't, it doesn't fit for me. And there are other photographers that do that really well. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's great for them. But yeah, that was, that was actually one of the first couples that they had booked me and then ended up canceling after her bridal shoot was for that reason. And, and I was very upfront about like, this is my portfolio. This is what I do. This is how, and this was like, maybe my second year of business. So I had maybe like six weddings under my belt at this point. And, uh, and they were just like, okay, no, that's great. We like the way that these look. And then I took her bridal portraits and everything was fine. And then I delivered them. She was like, I really just wanted like magazine cover editorial looking. And we didn't get that. And I was like, that was a miscommunication between us. Like I did not ask the right questions or at did least that hurt listen. really bad when that happened for you. Like, was that hard? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was really hard because that was the first, you know, I, I had like prided myself that a hundred percent of the people that I met with in person booked with me and then they booked with me. And this was the first time that I had to like, one write up a cancellation policy uh, <laughs> and contract and all that. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do now, but it was also like, Oh, we didn't like the photos that you took. And that, uh, yeah, that, that so was, bad. that was the dagger that I was like, it oh. really isn't personal, but like, Oh, it feels personal. This, yes. We put so much of ourselves into this. And that's oh, the thing yeah. with pre-qualifying people is you get to avoid that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, 
just that made me think of the reason uh-huh. that I have made client communication my pet project um, was a wedding that things were fairly devastating to me. And so I tried to figure out, okay, how can I learn from this, grow from this, get yeah. through it and not have to do this again? And it was a wedding um, almost like seven years ago now where they they booked me. They liked me. Of course, they negotiated a discount because it was a particular season in my life where I was kind of desperate. And then when they got the pictures back, it wasn't it wasn't quite the level. It, it just wasn't what she was expecting because she was just yeah. someone who every you know, I'm, I imagine every little thing in her house is really super perfect and right. it, whatever. It was just a mismatch. And then she's like, well, you didn't get as many photos as the groom as you did of me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm listen, I'm not trying to perpetuate stereotypes here and stuff, but like that's most weddings. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's like, well, and you didn't, you know, and that that wedding and that girl, that bride, who is a lovely person and who I realize now we just were not a good fit. But I went through the wedding and um that was so devastating for me. It was so painful. Um, probably because I'm that Hermione Granger type who wants to do everything right the first time. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> the oldest daughter, like <laughs> ADHD, all the things. Um, and it, I, I was really, I was just, I wanted to hide under a rock for like a year. And I know that that was kind of disproportionate, but after I emerged from that, I thought, you know what? I think I know a few things about conflict and conflict that was lower stakes with people at, the restaurant, you know, that aren't Mm -hmm. my clients. They're just somebody that came in and wanted a pasta. Um, I, I realized like, okay, so the thing that I needed to do when that bride was upset at me is listen to her and Mm -hmm. draw out all the things that she needed to say, that she needed somebody to hear and let her say those things to me and not to Yelp. (laughs) And not to my Google reviews. And the truth is she didn't leave me a bad review and I didn't give her any money back. I, but I, I paced around my backyard for an hour listening to some of the most painful things I had ever heard in my life because it it felt so personal. Mm -hmm. And then I realized once I came through that, like, no, like community, the more communication, the better. And I will get through any other conflict I need to have. And the truth is she just needed somebody to hear her. And once she got through it and once I said, you know, and I didn't say, no, that's not what happened. Or, I mean, I, I did, I did say, actually, you're telling me about a particular picture and you, I have the list you requested from me and that's not on there. You know, like I wasn't, um, telling myself out or anything, but, uh, anyway, that's, that's why I got into this. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think, and that's something like through that, you took that as an opportunity to learn instead of just an opportunity to be like, well, I'm a failure and Mm. they don't like me. And, Mm. uh, you know, that's, that's really difficult and which it is, it is really difficult, but having that as something that you can learn from just, uh, like that is the difference between um, like successful people <laughs> and uh, people who fail and shut down their business is, you know, learning from uh, 
I, I don't want to even use the word failure because it's not a failure. It's learning from conflict uh, or hard conflict. experiences. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think, and I think it's essential to know how to deal with stuff like that to yes. be a successful business person, you know? Yes. And so it's not, it's not a failure in any way if you learn yeah. from it. And that, that bride has continually posted her wedding pictures on her anniversary every year. And there were a lot of things she was happy with, you know, it's, it, there was not, um, this wasn't a failure on my part, but it has, it's made me a way better photographer. So I'm grateful for her at this stage yeah. of my life. So, yeah. um, yeah. And the same with like that, that bride who said to me, you know, I wanted the editorial look. I wanted something different than what you provided. Mm-hmm. That allowed me to really figure out like, oh, I've got, cause I had no, no real communication before. Cause I was, as a baby, I didn't know what I was doing and I was just thrown into the wedding game, which is not a great place to like cut your teeth and learn because it's like you're dealing with people's really important days in their life. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, sorry. Well, I didn't think about getting a picture of you and your dad. Why would I know that? Um, Because that happened at the second wedding that I ever photographed where I didn't get a picture of the bride and her dad alone, just the two of them. I was like, I could like uh, crop this one. Uh, Well, and that's okay. That's weirdly. That's like what one of the big complaints that this bride that I was telling you about has. I didn't get the groom (laughs) and his mom, but I got all the other combinations like that. And uh I showed her on the I was able to show her on her list. Um, that she she had me and my mom, me and my dad, him and his dad. She didn't have him and his mom. And it's like that has taught me also everybody's family is so different. Like she, you know, I would I don't know if he's close to his mom. I don't know if his mom is alive. I don't know if yep. she's there, you know, until after the family. So I ask a lot more questions now. And, um, you know, that was another learning experience. But also I was able to say, like, yeah, you I have a clause in my contract that's like, if you really want something, you need to request it in writing, please. Yeah. yeah. Make sure um, that I know this before I even arrive. Uh, yeah. And questionnaires no. are huge, too. If so, if you have. Questionnaires are great. Um, I don't know if you use a CRM, but you one of your questions you had emailed me was like, what kind mm-hmm. of automations are really important? Oh, yeah. And when I finally got into using a CRM in, uh, it was late for me. I started in like 2020 changed my life because now I know that I'm asking everybody the same questions and I can go back and I can look at my questionnaires and go, Oh, okay. Here's the, here's the address. Here's the name of the bride's mom. Here's all of this kind of stuff. Um, and I actually, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to like piggyback on that. Just (laughs) yes. CRMs are, it was a game changer for me Mm because I started, I, I decided to start my business in 2013 And then I didn't have a CRM until like 2018 Mm. and it was years and years. I mean, I also started with like paper. So I had a literal filing cabinet with people's contracts and their contact. Me too for 11 years. My first wedding was in 2009 and I I got a CRM in 2020. I, yeah, yeah. no, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it is like, it's a big thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is the system. It's not an efficient system, but this is my system that I have. And that's going to take a lot of time to transfer everything over to a CRM and figure out how to use this whole like online thing and, you know, 
all of that. It it was definitely a learning curve jumping into a CRM, um, but not um, nearly as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, especially um, it would it be appropriate for me to to reference a particular to sort of plug one here? It, oh, yeah, sure. Um, so when I first started doing client communication teaching, um, I actually got hired by a new CRM that is created by a family uh, mainly family photographer, but they also do weddings and that kind of thing okay. specifically for photographers in their first like one to five years of business. And oh, that nice. is called Pixello, P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O. Um, and they are, I, I wrote a lot of the template emails in there okay. um, nice. for, in terms of good communication and checking in with people ahead of time. And the photographer who started it, her name is Jane was really mm -hmm. on board with, we have a similar style, like the way that she would prepare her clients for family shoots was honestly amazing. Um, and all that's kind of incorporated in the CRM. So if you're a new photographer listening to this, pixello.com, and you can also get 30% off if you use the code Libby30. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So no, we'll, we'll have that in just the show that out notes there. too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cause there are like so many different CRMs and mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was actually at a conference, uh, this past week and, um, Oh uh, yeah. Taryn, I saw that in Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Up in Dallas. Um, I was at the, the heart, uh, the heart conference and, mm. uh, Taryn Rochelle was one of the speakers and she was talking about systems and all of that. And she said like, there are a bunch of different systems and there are some that a lot of people like talk about, uh, because they have good, um, you know, affiliate programs and stuff like that where like, yeah. it's like, Oh, sign up for this because I right. get, you know, I'm actually not sure if I get anything from that. I've never, they, they haven't yeah. paid me for anything other than, um, they're, uh, uh, writing those emails for them. Uh, oh, cool. but yeah. I, but, I just am a believer in it. If you're a really oh, yeah. advanced photographer, that might be that may not be the one for you. But if you're mm -hmm. brand new, it really helps. It really helps with mini sessions. It's got booking yeah. and all that. Anything yeah. you can do to automate it makes you more money. Period. The oh, end. 100 percent. And yeah. and what she was saying was in like, don't just like Google what's a good CRM or whatever, but like look at the different ones and see what is going to fit the best for you. And like you were saying about like Pixello's set up for those in the first few years of their business. And that mm -hmm. is huge where you may not want a super, like I, I use a couple different ones, but one that I use is Tave and mm. that is not very user-friendly. It is not something that I would recommend for someone in their first few years of business. I know that they're working on making it more user-friendly, but like a lot of the people that use it, use it because the, like you can run, um, reports that are mm -hmm. very in depth on different things and get to know your numbers in a deeper level. And I was like, that's great. That's what I want to use. Uh, one of the features that I want in a CRM, but I love that like Pixel is more set up for. So full disclosure, I also use Tave and I, it works oh, cool. for what I need it for. I found it before Pixel was even founded and moving everything uh -huh. over to Pixel. It wasn't quite the right fit for me. Yeah. Um, but Pixel, once they get to the level, I mean, and, and they've been working tirelessly for a long time, but it's, it's founded by photographers who are like us who have yes. the same like people first, and mm, that mm -hmm. I, I just believe in their company so much and I'm so excited for them. But you're right. Like Tave, Tave is awesome for having all this crazy functionality you might need. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're <laughs> doing all the others. Anyway. Yeah. So, so something to keep in mind for anyone listening who's just like, 
trying to figure out what uh, what CRM to get if you are using pen and paper right now or just working out of your Gmail. Um, you know, uh, they're they're not all created the same. So look into those. And there's a bunch of different you know good blogs kind of going into the the pros and cons of each one. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot but, that aren't built for photographers, and there's some that uh, are. And a lot of photographers use like Honeybook or Dubsado, which are not, which are for whoever, you know, and you might Mm -hmm. be able to customize it and make it work for you. But I do think having a photographer be the one who figured out all the features is very helpful because we have very specific things in this industry that we need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very different than a lot of like uh, product based, uh, still creative businesses, but uh, more product based instead of service based. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed this entire thing. This whole conversation has been great. Um, even though my video's out now, I am smiling. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Uh, but yeah, Libby, thanks for being on the show. Before we go, I did want to um, uh, to talk about what we're loving this week. Um, oh. We can can be literally anything. I just like to kind of end the show with uh, something that's bringing you joy, something that you're loving this week. Okay. Um, so I grew up homeschooled and I didn't have a television really for a very long time. So Uh my husband, uh, we've been together a little over two years and we just got married a couple weeks ago. My husband and I are watching a lot of TV, which feels so like interesting and refreshing to me because I haven't seen anything. So he's walking me through like all these movies I haven't seen. And (laughs) we just started watching Fraggle Rock. on apple tv which Uh i didn't i love the muppets as a kid but for whatever reason i never saw fraggle rock and they're all (laughs) so nice to each other and all of their little uh, like emotional problems that they have they're all so supportive and like the fraggles are the society of people that love to play like i just love it (laughs) so yes i love that i didn't know that that, you said that was on apple is that right i'm pretty sure it's on apple tv i know i'm totally sure but look it up because yeah it's like seven seasons of just like goofy yeah (laughs) it's great so so fun thing um i was also um homeschooled growing up shut up yeah so which is probably why we hit it off so maybe (laughs) we were like i can tell something's different about you uh but yeah like we we didn't have tv for the longest time um and when we did it was like the you know, like the three channel ABC mm, Fox mm-hmm. P- PBS, like PBS. So much yeah. PBS. It was, it was that stuff. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I saw Fraggle Rock a couple times as a kid, but definitely couldn't tell you anything about any of the characters or anything like that. So I might have to check that out because I, I know that it would still be nostalgic, even though I didn't watch it just because of the era that it mm-hmm. was set um, or that it was created. But uh, that's really cool. I love I love that you're like going through and because I did the same thing like my I had never watched any of the uh, Harry Potter movies. Oh, right. I wasn't allowed Lord to. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> either. It was, you know, that was witchcraft and stuff. So I know. Okay, we really so, have to talk more then. I know, child. yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, we have very similar <laughs> childhoods. <laughs> no, I love Harry Potter. What house are you in? Um, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, I would have guessed that. I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. But like, like just going through all this stuff that like 
my wife went through as a, a child or like a teen mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like watching Harry Potter. Well, I guess I watched Harry Potter in my twenties, but like watching stuff in my thirties now where uh, like, I didn't see, what was it? Uh, the Titanic, uh, or I guess it's just called Titanic. Titanic with I'd, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Yeah. I didn't yep. see that until, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. <laughs> I absolutely started coloring my hair red because of Kate Winslet in that movie. And here we are. So, yeah, Yeah. but yeah, no, that's fun. Um, Okay. I am also loving a show this week. Um, We, uh, I don't know. We watched the first season um, whenever it came out and then just forgot about it. Uh, It's, it's something, uh, the show's called uh, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, with Steve Martin and Martin Steve Short? Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. Okay. Um, I like it a lot because they're also podcasters. So <laughs> they uh, kind of the premise of the show is like they're all into true crime and they end up like meeting in an elevator one day and find out that they all like the same true crime podcasts. So then a murder happens in the building and they start their own podcast and like release it in real time as they're trying to solve the murder. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. It's really, it's really great. And like Steve Martin, Martin short, just, you know, iconic comedy duo and Selena Gomez is incredible. And, uh, it's just, it's really good show. We just watched the second season. Season three is out now. So that'll probably be something I'm loving in the upcoming weeks. But, uh, but yeah, season two was also very good. So if you watch season one and didn't even know that there was a season two yet, like me, um, go, go check it out. It's, it was really good. Awesome. I am going to check that out. Sweet. And that's on Hulu. Uh, But yeah. Okay. Well, Libby, where can people follow you? Where can they find you online? And all all right. So if you're still on Facebook, which John and I were just discussing is kind of uh, not, there's not as many people on Facebook lately and that's totally fair. Um, But if you're still on Facebook, I do have a Facebook group that is specifically about client communication stuff. I know there's a lot of wedding photographer and other kinds of photographer groups where people are like, Oh my gosh, this client said this. And then I said this, and then what am I supposed to do now? This, my Mm -hmm. group is entirely about that. Um, it's called effective client communication. You can look it up on Facebook or you can go to my website, libbydollar.com. Yes. Dollar like money. Yes. That's my maiden name. I'm keeping it. Um, (laughs) it's such a good name. That's great. Um, uh, LibbyDollar.com and there's a button up at the top that says education that'll take you straight to a page that is all my stuff so I have a mailing list where I do like an advice column kind of thing basically pulled from the Facebook group or from real life situations where it's an anonymous question of hey my client said this and then here's what mm-hmm. I would say back usually with my um, I would recommend art should you email them should you call them why um, what should you say what are the other questions I would ask what are your next steps that kind of thing um, that's my mailing list it's not like hey buy my things um i will probably come out with the course eventually um but right now i also offer one-on-one um consultations so like if you have specifically if you're dealing with your nightmare client and you want somebody who's been there and who can help you um talk through it, figure out all the angles, decide, well, are we going to call him? Are we going to email him? Are we going to email him multiple times? Are we going to call an attorney? Um, I am, I'm not an attorney, but I will walk you through the process of, of dealing with somebody that's really hard. Um, 
in, in if you are a photographer um that is my that is my area of expertise and that is on my website as well libbydollar.com either click educate education at the top or libbydollar.com slash education will also take you there and there's awesome. a link to my facebook group and my mailing list and all that all on that same page Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I will have all those links for y'all in the show notes as well. So you can just click on over and, and follow Libby all over the place. Uh, but yeah, well, thanks for being on the show. This was great to get to chat a lot more in depth than we do whenever we when we're see like, each hey, other in I the wild. Hey, I a lot of business. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Oh, wait, someone's coming over to your booth. I got to <laughs> get right, back I'm out to here. mine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I hope you. I hope I see more of you in both in both ways here in the yes. south-ish Texas market, where there are tons of weddings happening all the time. So many weddings. Yeah. So awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks for being on the show. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Also, John, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Yay. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on YouTube and in the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. You can join us for the next conversation and ask your questions. Get in the mix. Get uh, get me referencing your name on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's always fun whenever we have that communication back and forth. There we go. Tie it in to the topic at hand. Uh, but yeah, you can follow the show on Instagram at wit dot pod libby is at libby dollar photo and you can find me everywhere at all heart photo share this episode with a friend you think would really enjoy the conversation until next week i'll see you next time bye mm -hmm. my three-year-old is at the door right now do you need something Hey, Maddox, can you help? Okay, hold on just a second. I told you this is probably going to happen, and we're, what, uh, 10, 11, something? No worries. No worries. Right I think a lot of us have been here, so. Yes, yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. Awesome. John, if you're watching this later, I don't know if I'm supposed to just wait or, like, fill the space, but um, this is delightful. And I think a lot of us have had kids. I was actually just listening to your episode um, with, I think her name is Danica, who was talking about running a business while having young kids and how unpredictable it is. <laughs> and so all the good thoughts.